Hey, welcome to church. So good to see you. Is anyone here? Yes. Hey, why don't we stand for a moment? I reckon we need to start with a bit of prayer. I think it's a, a good way to... God is already here. He's real keen to meet with us tonight. And um, I just want us to take a moment, and I'm talking about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute, for us all. I'm not talking about myself from here from stage. I actually want us all to engage um, and all to begin to fix our eyes on God. So what does that look like for you? Say, God, uh, whatever's been going on this week, I give over to you. Right now, I fix my attention upon you, and I pray that you'd speak to me tonight. Cool? 30 seconds to a minute. This is all of us. We all need to speak. Great? All right, here we go. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. Thank you that you are here, that your desire is to meet with us. Thank you that you're a God who comes near, you draw near to us, God, and you're an incredible God. I pray that tonight our hearts be open. Anything about this week that's been going on, any stuff that we've placed in between you, us and you, Lord, I pray that that would be set to the side and our focus and our attention would be placed upon you. You're an incredible God and we desire that our hearts would connect with you tonight. Lord, remove any distraction, anything that is in the way between us. We give you the praise and glory, Father, and we pray that you would have your way in this place tonight. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Hey, well, it's fantastic to see you. You're all looking pretty good. Yeah. You're all looking great. Who's had a great afternoon? Yeah. Cool. Now, it's so good to see you. Hey, if this is your first time here at Activate, massive welcome to you. Uh, so good to have you. Uh, when you leave, we'd love to get to know you and you to get to know us. So on your right as you go, there'll be some white bags which we'd love you to uh, grab a hold of and fill in your details. Uh, so, yeah, we can see who you are. Uh, we've got a couple of highlights to hit, but before that, let's look at birthdays or anniversaries. And I know Luke Rogers, who doesn't want to come down, but will come down anyway, has had a birthday. But has anyone had a birthday or an anniversary this week, other than Luke Rogers? Yeah, Tim. Oh, Tim. Elder Tim. Hey, well, why don't you come down with me? How old are you, Tim? Oh, Tim just turned a whopping 60 this year, so it's fantastic. And Luke had his big 1818. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Hey, now as a church, let's pray for these guys. The reason for this is to bless them, but also if you're out hanging out with people and say, what can I pray? This is an awesome uh, guideline or format that you can use to pray blessing uh, wherever you go. So let's say this together. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hi, right, that's my man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's my bad. My mind just jumped to something else. And I suppose I should know that because I do work here, eh? Uh, all good, all good. Hey, I've got a couple of highlights coming up. So this Friday, well, this weekend coming is, do you know what it is? Easter. And what's Easter about? Melina said chocolate, which is, yeah, wrong. Yeah, Easter's about Jesus, but this weekend we have a Good Friday get-together, which is going to be fantastic, uh, a Good Friday gathering. Um, and it is on the screen, it's at 9.30am. Um, just a heads up, it's going to be a fantastic gathering. And 
If you've had someone, if you've had a loss in your family uh, over the last wee while, just come prepared. It's going to be a moving, move, very moving time, so be aware of that. But it's going to be something that you'll remember, as Sheridan said, Pastor Sheridan said, in 20 years' time. So it's going to be an incredible time. So make sure there. And on Sunday, we are celebrating, so we've got the 10 or 10.30, 10 o'clock gathering, and a 6 p.m., so make sure you're there. Cool? All right, what time it is on Friday? 9.30. And on Sunday? 10. Perfect. We're all there. Cool. Hey, I'd like to invite Ben up to share communion with us. So why don't you give him a hand as he comes. Hey, how's it going? Okay, so X242 says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together, and every Yeah, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Who here knows that um, Christ died on the cross for them? Who knows that God has called us into relationship with Him? Who knows that the Holy Spirit dwells amongst us as God with us? God calls us together into community with Him. The word for communion in the Bible is koinonia, koinonia, which literally means fellowship together, a shared life or, or a common life together. There is no biblical idea of communion that is an individual thing. It's always done in community. It's always done in the community of the church. Communion is a strange thing, There is something spiritual and weighty about it that is more than just merely remembering Christ and what He has done. As as important as it may be, it is about recognizing the life that Christ has given to His church as well. It is a foretaste of the life that is to come when God restores all things. When God renews His creation, And we, the church, live in community with Him in perfect fellowship. Communion is about doing life together. That is, together with each other, as a community joined together in Christ. If we aren't here to do this thing as a community, then we aren't living the life that Christ died for. We aren't living the life that He wants for us. Communion in the New Testament always is always seen to be some sort of feast together. Some sort of big event where people come around a table with bread, wine and other foods to remember the work that God has done. They go further than that though. They actually do life together. They get involved with each other and invested in each other's lives. 
they enter into fellowship, developing relationships with each other as brothers and sisters. A fellowship that bothers to ask how people are really doing because you care about them. A fellowship that will journey with people through the ups of life and the lowest lows of life. A fellowship that sticks together and encourages each other. They are there for each other and put others' interests above their own. Whilst part of communion is definitely about remembering Christ and what He has done for the church on the cross. Another aspect of communion is definitely about the fellowship that we share together. It's shown when we gather around the table and eat together and share our lives with each other. You know, is that what we are doing when we come together as a church? Are we actually journeying through life with each other? Or are we just putting in the minimum? Just getting by? Are we merely a body that occupies a seat? Or are we in community with Christ, in community in Christ, that is actually interested in the lives of our brothers and sisters in the church? John 13, 34 to 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. As you take the emblems tonight, I, I really hope that you guys reflect on what it means to be a, a follower of Jesus and what this means for your relationships with other people. Jesus cares about your life. He cares about the lives of the people around us. Do you care about the lives of your Christian brothers and sisters? Take their emblems in your own time. Awesome word, thanks Ben. Cool. So now we're going to enter into a time of praise and worship. So if you can all stand with us, we'll let's sing together. And it's the time of celebration, guys. Come on. Communion is awesome. That was the message, right? Let's enjoy it.
that makes me me Oh, make my heart receive This love that carries me I open up I open up to This love that makes me
just to know you is all I need Just a moment and I am free Just a moment with you Just to know you Just to know you is all I want Just to know just seeking God these lyrics are so strong just a moment just a moment with you God just a moment just a know you just a know Just to know you is all I want Just to know you is all I need Just a moment and I am free Just a moment with you Just a moment with you Just a moment
there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in an earthquake after the earthquake came a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire came a gentle whisper God came in the whisper I don't know where you're at today so often life seems to crowd in around us and complicate everything say, God, where are you? The noise of the fire, the noise of the earthquake, the noise of the wind shatters and draws our attention away from God. But can I say now as we sing this a few more times, God is in the whisper. As we surrender to Him and say, God, I know this stuff is going on. I know there's crazy things happening around me, but I surrender that to you. Right now, whatever's going on for you, take a moment to lay that down and say, God, I surrender that to you. I want to see you. And Elijah saw the reality of God. God passed and He knew His presence. I believe God wants to do that here tonight as we lay the things down that are cramping our world. We surrender ourselves to Him. God will come in the whisper. So know that you are here now. 
voice be all I hear now Fix my eyes on the things that I can't see I feel like God's been saying that there are some that are feeling lost in your life and it's like it's not lost about your life but it's being lost in your life and I just feel like just take a moment and just close your eyes because he's wanting whatever picture you have of Father God Jesus or the Holy Spirit they're holding out their hand to you and it's like you're just want, needing to hold on to something and so just close your eyes and imagine that you're holding on to his hand right now because he's so with you and he's saying give a shout of triumph 
give a shout of triumph in your situation. Shout of triumph and let God give you the words that you need to speak and declare triumph into your situation, into whatever it is that's going on. And He is with you. who are fantastic. Uh, one is the awesome Melina. Yeah. And we also have Aaron, who's disappeared to the toilet, maybe. He's sharing as well. So tonight we have a couple of young adults. Uh, I know I'm not going to say anything more than that, but be ready. I know that they've both got awesome things to share and can I pray for you that you would open your heart that you wouldn't deflect what they say you wouldn't push down what they say but you'd receive it you'd be challenged by it and that would cause you to respond it would cause you to act it wouldn't just cause you to go okay and walk out of church just the same so why don't we give Melina a massive hand as she comes up yeah Good evening, everybody. Oh, it's quite bright up here. Could we possibly, like, stop those shining on me so much? I'm wearing my glasses up here for the first time, and I'm, it's very glary. Ah, oh, that'll sort that out. Ooh, mood lighting. Cool. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Melina, if you don't know me. And as Peter said, I'm one of the young adults here. And both myself and Aaron are actually on the leadership team, so you're in for a ripper tonight. Um, coming straight from the heart of what we are focusing on this year. Um, so I'd love to just pray before we kick into things and, yeah, just commit this time to the Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you so much for your church, Father. We thank you uh, for each of these, these amazing people here tonight, Lord. And I ask that um, as the word is spoken, that hearts will be open and ready to receive um, like fertile ground, Lord, is a picture I was getting. And, yeah, I ask that um, people walk away from here tonight with something um, to mull over. There's something that's touched them. And we just ask for your blessing over this place. Amen. Cool. So if you'd like to open your Bibles, that'd be great, to Proverbs chapter 2. Um, we're going to look at 1 to 6. 
So that's Proverbs 2, 1 to 6. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So tonight, both Aaron and I are going to be sharing on something that we are hearing from God about and that we are being really challenged about and then what we're doing about it. Um, And that ties in amazingly with what we've already been focusing on tonight, and that's listening to God. And I actually wrote that down on here, that that's something I've been working on lately, is trying to listen to God more. And as that song says, I write the lyrics down because I forget them, still my heart, let your voice be all I hear now. Um, And so I want to hear God's voice, and I want to ensure that my prayer life, my conversation with God is a conversation. It's just that it's two-sided. It's not one-sided, which is so easy to do. Um, It becomes me just chattering away and not even stopping to listen to God. And I really felt God saying to me um, during that worship that God wants to speak to us and to really emphasize that. He desires to speak to us. And it's actually up to us to stop because like in a conversation with anybody, it's If you're talking, you can't hear what they're saying, or not at least as clearly. But if you stop, it gives them the room to speak, and it's the same with God. Um, So that's what I'm talking about tonight a little bit, and that's what, well, both Aaron and I really are. We're talking about what God is speaking to us about. Um, So as it says in Proverbs 2, which we just read, we are to tune our ears to wisdom. I love that phrase, tune our ears to wisdom. Looking for it as if for silver so that we may find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And how are we to hear that if we don't stop and listen? So I really encourage you guys to pray. Pray for a hunger from God, a hunger for you to gain that desire to want to listen, because it's about us needing to stop and wanting to stop to hear his voice. Um, So... Yeah, so that's what we're talking about tonight. So our prayer is that you feel inspired, and challenged, maybe encouraged by what God is talking to us about, um, but also that you walk away from here tonight wanting to hear from God for yourself and walk away from here wanting to go away and stop and listen. So I'm going to hand over to Aaron. Um, give him a big round of applause, everybody. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go on the ground. I knew you'd want to go on the ground. Did you? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, it's really heavy. I thought it was plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. I might just move this one out of the way. Sorry, guys. I don't like the big one. This one's fine. Kelda. Well, Lord Jesus, I just so pray that you would use my words tonight and you would speak to your people. And you would say what you want to say and you would do what you want to do, uninhibited. Let it be. Yeah. 
I just say that our God is a father that loves to hang out with his kids. Right? And he wanted, he wanted me to do this right now, like this, because I feel like that's what he would do. He would come in here, he would just sit on the stage, and he'd be like, what's up, kids? How's it going? Let's hang out. Let's talk a little while. Let's take a moment, you know? Isn't that beautiful, what we were singing before? Just a moment with him. And that was from our perspective, right? Imagine what his perspective's like. He wants all the moments. His desire is so for each and every one of us. He's like, so stoked to hang out in so many more ways than we know or could comprehend. Hmm. Yeah. Let's go to some word. It's a good place. If you want to go there with me, it's John. Oh, no. Yeah, it's John. John 17. And this is a prayer of Jesus. The whole chapter is basically one, one big long prayer. It's an epic prayer. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of your name that you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all you who will ever believe through the message. That's us. I pray they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me, that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be where I am, 
then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. Oh. Can you hear the passion behind all that? Can you, hear, can you hear the posture of his heart? This is Jesus petitioning the Father on our behalf, but he's so full of the Father's, the Father's heart because he embodies the Father's heart. My, my challenge from God is more of an invitation, but there's challenge in the invitation. One thing that he keeps asking me is like, be one with me. So it's, it's like somewhere between a statement and a question. Be one with me. Join in with me. Will you agree with me? Believe in my goodness. Accept my love. Be one with me. I'm having a pretty wild year. In, in summary, kind of a quit two jobs that I had for what, what may look like zero income. I mean, but who's to say that when you're on the Lord's, you know, payroll? I mean, I could be a millionaire tomorrow. How's about it? I let it be, Lord. Um, but basically that leap for me was about accepting that invitation and that challenge. Would you be one with me? God's always there, hold, like, like I said before, always there holding out his hand. He's always inviting us into his plans and his promises, which are so good, by the way, if you don't believe that. His promises and his plans are so good because they come from the goodness of the Father's heart. You don't become less when you join in. You become the best you you can be. Yeah, that's good. I might write that down. <laughs> I brought a pen up there because sometimes God just does that. Takes my mouth and says some things and I'm like, wow. What was it? Best you, yeah. Best you you can be. That's great. Um... And so I've had these dreams, right? I've had these dreams to be a musician, to write music, and to start a business with some friends of mine. And they've sort of been sitting there, like dormant. God, God, in his mercy and in his grace, has been working things together, right? I've been, like, been working in a coffee bar up until uh, the start of this year, and that's part of the dream, and I've learned skills there, and, and God has really, um, really used that. In the, in the season, but now that season is over and he's, like, he's calling me out. He's like, come on, my son. It's time to do something with what I've given you. And this is my response. I, I felt very strongly I, to leave both the jobs that I had. I was teaching music as well. To put these at the forefront, to give them the time value that they needed to actually work and to actually grow, you know? Like, they, couldn't, they were stifled in the gaps, right? If we want something to be at the forefront, we can't we can't work a, uh, a uh, five, five full days and, and expect it to just sort of be in our hands and, you know, for us to have acquired what we needed to and for us to have, you know, we can't take a hold of it that way. Now, I'm not saying that you guys need to quit your jobs and, you know, 
Maybe you do. I don't know. I, man, well, if I can just talk about that, maybe, maybe he wants more of us to quit our jobs than, than we think. Just maybe. But I, I challenge you to ask him, right? Not that question, but what do you want from me, God? What are your plans? What are your promises, right? That's the question that I'm answering, not do you want me to keep my job or not? Like, it's like, that's the fruit of it in me right now. And can I tell you, God provides too, you know? I may, I may not have been on the payroll of some business or some company or any uh, earthly employer, but I've been provided for. I don't, I don't have any, any need that isn't, that isn't accounted for. That's the goodness of our God. Mm. Yeah, wow. So the other thing that God's been challenging me about, challenging me about, wow, is do you really know what I did for you on the cross? And this, this is like the first challenge. This is like the first invitation. Be one with me. This goes hand in hand. Do you really, want, do you really know what I, what I did for you on the cross? Because what he did on the cross enables us to be one with him. Right? So picture this. Before Jesus came, before he died, even, even while he was there, before he died on the cross, we were in the system, right? We had to, we had to abide by these rules, these regulations, these, these, this process that, that, um, that was set up as a temporary measure for our benefit, but for, only for a time. We were stuck in that, right? We're stuck in the, in the structure, in these rules. We had to live by it. That was the only way. You had to, you had to kill a, an animal to atone for your sins, and you had, to, you had to get right with God by a system, by rules. And how, do you guys know, right? When Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, he took it away. He took away that system. It's gone. There's no more rules. There's no more regulations. Just come to me. Be one with me. Be one with me. Every time we hold on to, to these rules or to these ideas about how we think things need to be done, we're going back into the temple and we're, we're desperately trying to, to pin back up the veil. Right? No, God, I don't, I don't want you to come near because I, I love my rules too much. I love the comfort that they bring me. I love... I love sticking here where I, where I don't actually need to step out or, or get uncomfortable. That's, I, it's too close, God. It's too close. Because that's what he's done. He's come close. That veil, that, that was all the regulation. That was all the rules. He took that. And he's, he came close. He's like, be one with me. So I challenge you, don't go running back into the temple to try to pin up that veil. God doesn't promise us an easy life, but he promises us fulfillment. He promises us goodness. He promises us his joy. He is faithful, and he'll bring about what he starts. Mm. And tonight, he's, off, he's offering that. It's ongoing. Tonight's just the same as every other night. 
Will you be one with me? Do you really know what I did for you on the cross? Mm. Amen. That's me. Thanks, Aaron. That was cool. Aaron and I didn't really share what we were um, speaking about tonight. We sort of had one or two texts and that was it. And it's actually really interesting. Um, things tie in a little. But here I am back up here and doing things differently to Aaron. Um, but actually, like Aaron, what God has been challenging me about is also an invitation um, but I didn't think of it that way until you said it, so I scribbled it on my bit of paper. Um, but what God has really been pressing on my heart is an invitation to accept a gift uh, from him. And I feel like that is how he's um, putting it th this way tonight. You can look at it a different way, but tonight it's a gift. And that gift is the Sabbath. Um, that's what God has been challenging me about. So something quite different to what Aaron's spoken about, but definitely some similarities there. So throughout high school and doing my undergrad degree, um, I was pretty strict about this whole Sabbath concept. So um, I would study and work really hard during the week and on the Sunday rest. So all week, work hard, study, do my chores, get everything out of the way um, so that Sunday um, I could spend time with God and with friends. And I think I was doing that Sabbath um, pretty well, the whole idea of it. But towards the end of last year, um, the first year of my master's, things got a little hectic. And God really challenged me about the Sabbath and about how I viewed it and how I was um, thinking about it. And he sort of challenged me that even though I was trying really hard to keep this day as a day of rest, I wasn't really thinking about why I was doing it or what the reasoning behind it was. So that's what I'm going to speak about tonight. Now, there's lots of opinions about the Sabbath. And um, what I want to say is that this is what God is challenging me about. And it might look different to you. It might look different to the person sitting next to you. Um, but this is what God's been saying to me personally. And I challenge you to listen to what God is saying to you um, as an individual. So let's look at um, the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. So these are some of the laws and structure and system that Aaron was actually speaking about. Um, so Exodus 20, I'm going to summarize them because it's really long. So most of you know these Ten Commandments, but I'm actually going to rattle through them. So you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall, shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet. Now, as Aaron spoke about, because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we're no longer under the law. Um, we're no longer, no longer under that system and that structure. Um, because if we were, we'd be trying to obey hundreds of laws, and we would be sacrificing animals. However, God has been speaking to me about this idea that these commandments are still good, and that, as it says in Matthew 5:17, Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. 
Um, and I would say that as Christians, most of us do recognize that these Ten Commandments are still pretty good. Do, would you guys agree with that? Like the whole no stealing, no committing adultery. Um, and we tend to acknowledge even in our society that breaking these is wrong. But God sort of whispered to me, hey, what about number four there, Melina? Um, so I'm going to read this to you. So it's Exodus 20, 8 to 11, if you're following. And it says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or your female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but the seventh he rested. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And I thought about this. If this is something God valued so much that he set it in stone, along with all those other things, it's number four. It's not even number ten. Not that I don't think that really matters. It's number four, though, guys. Do I value it that much? Because surely God valued it. Um, And I suppose we look at these other commandments and we agree that they're important. But how important is this one? So this is what God's been saying to me. And I think he's saying... It is a gift that he really desires. So firstly, God's been reminding me that this command to keep the Sabbath holy was out of his deep love for us um, because he knew that we would need it. And he wants us to live more than just the fullness of lives we're trying to achieve, um, that we're trying to make up. He wants us to rest in him. And he's a good father that gives us good gifts. And this is a gift that he wants us to receive. So I challenge you tonight to think of the Sabbath in that way as a gift. Um, Secondly, God's been saying to me that by taking a day out of every week, and it doesn't have to be Sunday, um, to rest, I'm acknowledging that I'm not in control, that he is God and that I'm not. And my ability to rest um, shows how much I trust him. So I'm a person that I'm learning quite likes to be in control. I don't like being out of control. Um, But God's been saying to me, actually, you know what? I can do a way better job of it than you can. So that's not something I need to worry about. Um, So yeah, taking that time shows that you can trust God and rest in Him. And thirdly, God's been saying to me that the Sabbath isn't all about rules and regulations. So Mark 2, 27 says, Then He said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Um, So I was reading a commentary on this, and it put it in a really cool way. It says, The Sabbath is a sacred and divine institution, a privilege and benefit, not a task and drudgery. God never designed it to be a burden to us. Therefore, we must not make it so to ourselves. The Sabbath was instituted for the good of mankind. Man was not made for the Sabbath, as if his keeping it could be of service to God. So I just think that that whole passage there in that commentary is really profound. But that first, but I love it, it's a privilege and a benefit, not a burden. Um, So if this is something that God's been challenging me about, I don't think there's any point in simply acknowledging what he has said and not doing anything about it. So I'm publicly declaring what I'm going to do about this Sabbath challenge from God. Maybe someone will join me in this. So this is a gift from God and a God who loves me. 
Um, so my goal for 2016 is to embrace this gift wholeheartedly um, because, hey, I want a day off every, every week, don't we all? <laughs> so firstly, I'm going to talk about some practical ways to do this. Um, firstly, by being organised and prioritising. Um, so I've been reading a little bit about the Sabbath because I'm quite interested in it. And I read about this lady who spoke about preparing for the Sabbath joyfully. And she spoke about on her Sabbath Eve, as she coined it, she would do the chores and um, run errands, clear her emails, um, doing all these things, really excited for the next day, um, knowing that she could rest fully on, on her Sabbath. And I thought that that was really special because... If you're intentionally preparing for the Sabbath, it means you can fully um, rest in God, um, knowing that you don't have all of these things that you need to do. And I also think making a priority is crucial. So if I need to block it off in my calendar, then that's what I've got to do, um, and then it will happen. So secondly, I'm going to turn off and tune in. So for me, this involves removing distractions, um, disconnecting from work, from study, and reconnecting with God, with family and friends, and with myself. Um, so practically, this might look really different for everybody, but for me, it could involve resting, reading a book, coming to church, exercising, spending time outside, um, going for a walk, lying in my hammock, climbing a mountain, um, praying, reading the Bible, and spending time with friends and family. Um, for me, it's about a time to slow down. That's what my Sabbath is. Um, and as well as this, the Sabbath is a day of rest. You know, God's been speaking to me about slowing down, not only on this one day, but also throughout my week. Um, you know, paying attention to God's work in the small moments. So not just being crazy, crazy, crazy all week and waiting until um, your Sabbath to rest. Um, so stopping in amidst the craziness um, and remembering that he is God and that I'm not, which is a really great thing. Eugene Peterson, the author of The Message, um, said that he thinks there are only two rules for the Sabbath, play and pray. And he also said that keeping the Sabbath was the best thing he ever did for his marriage, for his children, and for his ministry. Um, so I thought that was really good food for thought, and I like the sound of that, play and pray. So that's what I've been challenged about um, by God, and I hope that you walk away from tonight desiring to listen to God, to know what is He challenging you about. Um, so if the musicians could come, that would be great. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron's all over the show tonight. Um, so Aaron shared something that he's been challenged about, and I loved what he said. It's an invitation. Be one with me. And do you really know what I did on the cross? And then we could add to that. Are you going to accept my gift, my gift of the Sabbath? What's God saying to you? Are you willing to listen to him? Are you willing to stop? Do you want to hear from him? Are you seeking to gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding as we read about in Proverbs 2? Is this something you need to think about? And as that um, song says, still my heart and let your voice be all I hear now. So as the band close, I just want to encourage you that if there's anything that you believe God's speaking to you about, pray into it. Um, 
challenge yourself. Make 2016 a year of difference. Um, and if there's anyone here who wants to know more about this God, this God that we talk about who talks to us and that we're listening to, if you're interested, please come up and speak to us. Um, and if anyone would love prayer about anything, um, we are more than happy to join with you and partner with you in that. Um, yeah, so I pray that you guys are challenged and that you walk away from here wanting to listen to God a bit more. So would you guys like to finish with a song? Yeah, we would. Cool. Thank you. awesome guys thanks um, so we're going to do a moment with you one more time just because that's been something that's been on our hearts real strongly and I think it kind of ties in just the like how how beautiful it is that we actually can come to God I know we should have God in our lives just in general and everything we do but just how beautiful it is when we actually say hey look I'm going to set some time aside for you, God. I'm going to spend some time with you, God, just me and you. And I challenge you, why don't you try that today? Why don't you try that right now when you join with us? Hey, God, I just want a moment with you. It's all I want. It's all I need. So why don't you stand with us? I surrender, I am desperate for a moment with you, a moment with you, I am lost in your goodness, I'm surrounded I am found in your love, found in your love. Here in your hands, here in your hands, there's nothing better than knowing your love. Help me to trust you for every day. Hold my
know here is all I want Just to know you is all I need Just a moment and I am free Just a moment Just to know you is all I want just to know you is all I need Just a moment and I am free Just a moment with you Here in your hands, here in your arms There's nothing better than knowing your love Help me to trust you for As we go out this week, maybe we may we be aware of your presence everywhere we go. That we're not walking by ourselves, doing what we want to do, but you are there with us. And God, you desire for every moment to be spent with you. I pray that as we go, our awareness would be upon you, our eyes would be fixed upon you in whatever situation we are in. And that through that, your name will be glorified and lifted high. Thank you, God. Amen. Hey, well, be blessed if you're a member of Activate. Uh, part of what we do is give, so please be purposed in your givings. There's giving stations to your left in each of the foyers. And uh, if you're one of the youth, your take-home question is how do we worship in everyday life? How do we worship in everyday life? Chat with your mum and dad about that. But uh, be blessed, let's end of the night.